Hey guys, welcome back to the second part of the Extended Bench podcast following the round three matches. What we want to do now is jump straight into your questions and see if we can give you a bit of a hand. Brody, uh, you're a newcomer at this, so uh, jump in whenever you like. Fantastic. Yeah, that's the way to go. Um, first question from uh, from Ryan, uh, good, good mate of ours. Um, he's asking, uh, he's actually got a couple of questions for us. Uh, Cornelio is currently averaging 125.7. Is that sustainable? No. No. No, 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 no. Um, I'm guessing he's a Cornelia owner who wishes it was sustainable. Well, a lot of us are. not, right? A lot of us are, especially in salary cap. But uh, I think that he's going to average 110 plus this year. Really? That's a massive call. He looks the goods this year. Um, uh, Unless other teams start putting a tag into him, which means that Dylan Shield frees up and... He damages opposition teams too much, I think, to, to let mm. Shiel run rampant. I think Shiel and Kelly will both get tagged ahead of him personally. Mm. So, for me, I think Cornelio goes easily at an average of 110 because yes. he also gets in and under. Yeah, he does. He's like, inside and outside. So, so I, I honestly don't have Is he a must trade-in at some point this year, then? You'd think that he is if you're saying he's above 110. For me... He was a must trade in like in the last three weeks, and yeah. this is probably one of the last couple of weeks to get on. His it. price is seven fifty. So, so yes, so he's still a must trade in. You can week. still get him if, yeah. you, if he goes above one ten. That price is still justified for yeah. me personally. I think he's more of a one hundred five to one ten guy. Yeah, which is still there's still value, and that still probably puts him as about a top twelve mid. Yeah, I don't think he's a must own. Um, you're playing catch up a bit if you bring him in now. Yeah, but. True. Yeah, not sustainable. I would say not a must-own, but I have no problem with him being brought Yeah, in. absolutely. Uh, second part of a, a three-part question, actually. Okay. He's, got two, he's, he's, he's gone a bit of depth. <laughs> um, Floston is priced at 460k in salary cap. Am I crazy for considering him? Yes. That is, uh, yeah, 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 resounding yes from both of us. <laughs> that is so... No. Um, we did talk about he does have the plus one role, and if he plays that, he could go to 80, but... He needs to go 80 absolute minimum to be justified, so no. Especially, you know, 460k, yeah, that's underpriced, and that is a medium uh, or mid-priced player, but it's not super cheap. No, it's not. There's what? How much room for growth would he have in him? Do you reckon to get up to like four hundred or five hundred and eighty? So oh, that's even that's if, that's a big stretch. A I feel. Yeah, and the other the big downer for me is you actually have to look at your team <clears throat> each week and see Nick Vlostone in there, and that and hurts. That, that just <laughs> that, that hurts your soul, like. <laughs> soul crushing experience. <laughs> um, last part of the three part question. Uh, he's saying. Uh, would you be going out and offering trades for underperforming players like Hibbo, Rocky, and Zera, or are you too scared? I think we talked a little bit about this in the pot already. Yeah. But uh, if you're offering trades, so obviously you're the guy who's trying to get those players in. You're the keen man. You're like yeah. vulturing. Yeah. So I, I don't mind it. Rocky, no. Rocky, no. I'm down. We're both real down yeah. on Rocky. No, I wouldn't touch him. Hibbo and Zera, I don't mind as much. At some stage, they could... Get back into it. I like Zeret the most. The most of those three, yeah. Especially Um, his name is really down at the moment. This is draft leagues, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. So, um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily be chasing Rockcliffe or Hippo quite as hard, but if someone's... I wouldn't be chasing Rockcliffe at all. Someone out there in your leagues will be, you know, almost self-harming levels of uh, depressed about uh, (laughs) Zach Merritt being in their teams. Because they will have probably drafted him second or third pick, like yeah. very very easily. So you could probably get rid of some, like trade someone that you might have gotten fourth or fifth rounds, even for him, maybe even lower. 
considering how bad oh, he's done. I don't even know if you have to give up that much, considering yeah. the way he's... Be, uh, what about... Okay, I'm just looking at a few names here. Mm-hmm. What about Rory Sloan or Zach Merritt? Who'd you take? Oh, geez. Probably Sloan, to be honest. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you wouldn't even have to give up that. No. I, I, yeah, that's really tough for me. I think mm-hmm. I might go Zach Merritt there, actually. I'm a little higher on him, I think. I'm still but, high on him in draft leagues, yeah. because he, at some stage he will bounce back. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that someone has owned him for the poor stage. Uh, and you're hoping to bring him in for the good parts, which yep. means that, you know, uh, obviously you can buy a little bit lower there. Um, so, Humid, I think we talk, we spoke on, about that at length on the yeah. first one, so we won't go there again. Yeah. But, so, we're saying, yeah, but don't sell the world for him. Don't, no. you know, don't sell the farm to get him. And Rocky, just, no. I, I just <laughs> don't have any faith in Rocky at the moment. <laughs> um, we've got a, actually, uh, Ryan sent in another, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's asking who is the most attractive player in the AFL. Why? I don't know. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't there, there clearly is a, a large contingent of female listeners. There are, of which, of which Ryan <laughs> you said is that with not some one. Conviction. <laughs> of which Ryan is not one. I, I do one. believe that. Um, well, I'll put it this way: uh, Lockie Weller is your answer. Oh man, um, I've got, I've got. A he's worked up quite a nice tan over the off season as well. Not that I, I pay attention to that sort of Did stuff. Did you go down to Cottesloe Beach? I where was they were very today? close to going to Cottesloe <laughs> today. Um, <laughs> who's that guy taking pictures? You know from. Um, uh, far away, but it's yeah. Canelio by a by oh. a length. By a length, he's a good looking dude. Good good looking West Aussie as well, mate. You gotta, so gotta that that's why there. you have him at over one ten. You know, what, the, the truth comes you, out. You really, this is a weird conversation for two heterosexual men in a small room to be having. This. <laughs> 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 um, uh, did, were you about to bring up Alex Rats into yes. the conversation? All right, that just sickens me. Let's move on to the next question. Oh, God. Um, a question from Peter Dimnicky. Uh He's uh, wondering, who is the best combination to trade in for Zorko and Zera with no cash in the kitty? He's thinking of Caulfield and Gibbs and banking 250k for next week. I like that. That's not a bad option, to be honest. I know you're trading down, but Zorko and Zera are so poor at the moment that you're not really losing a premium. You're losing from your starting position uh, yeah, at the st- start of the year. But Zorko's going to go up in price. You're going to gain 250k in the bank. And I think Gibbs is the most solid. We discussed aside, it earlier yeah, on the part that, yeah, if you haven't listened to part one, Gibbs yeah. is probably in our top three um, mids at the moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, second or third with Danger. And I think he's going to be top eight at the end of I the year. I don't like straight swapping Zorko to someone. There's no one who really tickles my fancy no. there. Um, so I would go a complete restructure, yeah. like in, and taking the cash, and then you can do some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like it. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that's a great option. Uh, but in terms of the best combination to trade in, that's really tough, Peter. Like we, uh, the only other thing I would consider mm. is maybe if you go. Um, I don't know if you'll quite have the cash to do this, but if you can get like a mid-price forward mm. and then pair that, I don't know if you'll have enough to get Gibbs and a mid-price forward. Yeah. But that could, I don't think you'll have the cash to go like a Gibbs McLean, will... Walters, Robinson type, but yeah. I like all them personally. Gibbs will be very expensive, but we just mentioned uh, Cornelio at 750. He's still that a bit underpriced. That could be a really good option yep. if you could bring him in. But again, it depends on who else is in your midfield. Um, so, uh, he's actually got a second part to the question, or not to this question, a second question. Uh, Peter's asking, <laughs> I stupidly got my father-in-law and his mates into fantasy. and that, What do you mean, <laughs> stupidly? That's, well, that's a good... 
but they are retired and I think I've created a monster as they are addicted. What should I do? Plus, they're getting beginner's luck by having English as main ruck and constantly averaging 80. Well, to me, it just sounds like Peter <laughs> is salty that his, <laughs> these newcomers just had the foresight to put English as a sole ruck on the field. They've yeah, just got harsh. this inside. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm really just playing with you, Peter. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's um, yeah, that's that's a tough one. I mean, it's it's good to have a, a, as many mates and as many family members as you can involved in fantasy. That's what you want. You want to talk about it, um, and I suppose at least you know you know you're going around to the in-laws. Um, you have someone to talk fantasy with. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's, that's pretty good. And if they're trash talking you now, you remember all that. Yeah. You store it away, and for the second that you're beating them in a matchup, or yeah. you move ahead of them in the overall rankings you bring it up and give it to them twice as bad another thing to think about if you're going over to see the in-laws on a weekend much more likely to be able to watch a bit of footy if he's addicted to fantasy as well that's always a good thing yeah that's a great thing Uh, i've got a question here actually if you want i'll jump in jump in this is from a shout out to my boy jd Ah, uh, he's going. You can't do a shout, shout out. out. <laughs> you can't come in for one week and do a shout out. Shout out. All right. Uh, All right. Do a shout. All right. To, yeah. to JD. Yeah, he's going. What to do with Trelaw? Yeah. My team sucks. I don't like it. No, he didn't say that second. But I just added that. What to do with Trelaw? With two trades a week, is sideways trading a viable option? I don't mind it. All right, sideways trading. Look, back in the day before they brought in two trades every single week when you had a limited number of trades for the year, I never sideways traded. Me too, I, yeah. I had never once sideways traded. I said, hold, they're a premium. At some point, they will bounce back. Trelaw's an interesting one because he's not like merit for me where I say you have to get him out. Because Agreed. I think Dugowie coming back into the side probably, uh, he'll play more of that forward role and maybe free up Trelaw to actually go into the midfield. Oh, I hadn't wants. seen Trelaw play any forward ever really until... Until, Until this, this weekend, yeah. or like this week. Yeah, so uh, the thing with Trelaw for me, I don't think he's a must trade. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade him at all, frankly, because if you were going from this point forward, what does he do? I believe it's over 100, and I believe yeah. it's probably 105. Yeah. So I don't think, I would. I think there's got to be more pressing issues on your team. Um, to be honest, his team's fairly good from what yeah. I've, I've had a look at it. He does have one other big question mark who we have a question on later, who I would be moving out ahead of Trelaw. Interesting. And his name rhymes with Zach Zillings. So, yeah. Zach Zillings, old Zach Zillings. <laughs> yeah, so oh, uh, I would be moving that person out ahead of Adam Trelaw, personally. Right. So yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Trelaw, I, I, I think, I don't know, Collingwood is sucking. Every year I expect Collingwood to actually be decent, they're not. But I think Trelaw will be fine. The tackle numbers will get better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so uh, we'll move on to another. Did we question. answer that? We didn't answer that Wait, question what? at all, yeah, did well, we? We just said we'd keep Trelaw, but I, if you I had said, to ditch him, yeah, if, if that was the only thing, if you absolutely had to ditch him. Yeah, I don't mind sideways trading now that we have two trades per week. To I, who though? Uh, what's that? I'll toss out some names. Yeah, yeah I got a few here. Jack Stephen. Yeah, love it. Lockie Hunter. Also love it. Who would you prefer out of the two? Probably Lockie Hunter. I'll go Stephen. Um, yep. What about our mystery man himself, our boy Jared Lyons? Oh, geez, that's tough. I probably prefer him overall. The I, other I, me too. I because love he's a Jared Lyons. We, yeah, we spoke about him on the first part, yeah. and he's. I think there's no one else to rival that role yeah. he's playing unless Barlow comes in. So yeah. that'd be yeah. my pick of the bunch. You know, you know who else I don't mind? Uh, Severos. Oh, interesting. That's a very unique one. 742K, um, averaging 115.3 for the year. Um, he's he's a really solid player. I, I don't know if he'll have too many bad games this year. I actually did something. I like Oliver 2 as a number one in that price mm. range. 
But this is the move I made last week when I had Matt Crouch. I went um, a bit different to everyone else. I traded Matt Crouch out for a forward. Okay. Um, and you don't necessarily need to trade a mid for a mid. I know mid score more, and that's kind of what you're inclined to do. Yep. I went to Walters personally because I perceived there was some value based on where he was priced, and I saw him as someone who could be a top six forward. Mm. So I don't mind shifting the position. I wouldn't shift to a back because I don't think there's any real good um, yeah, value ones. Yeah, there's not enough value. But like someone like Michael Walters, I'd be very interested in yeah. if I was getting rid of Chor. Agreed. Um, <laughs> we've got a question from Matt. He's... <laughs> he's off the pod oh god he's saying I get to be a listener this week like everyone else he seems excited by that so clearly he's not that enthusiastic to be in here every week no he is he is um, you're, so he's, he's you're trying to reassure yourself yeah I am like, I can't I must say like your girlfriend's gone away for a week she misses me I'm sure she does like <laughs> I'm sure he misses me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got some questions. So um, he's got three. Jesus, how many multiple questions? Yeah, are we this is going to be like two hours. Uh, yeah, jeez. Uh, in what order would you move on? Duncan, Billings, Langdon, and Liam Ryan. Uh, Duncan was it? Duncan, Billings, Langdon, Langdon Liam, and Ryan. Liam Ryan. Liam Ryan's number cap. one. Liam Ryan is number one. Number one with one, a bullet there because ten to twelve weeks. Duncan, I'm not moving on at all. Agreed. If you, if you haven't moved on Duncan yet, he's absolutely coming back into the side this week. I don't think there's any question. Well, about that. you know, Chris Scott with the mind games. Oh Jesus! Don't. Bring what if he doesn't name Mitch Duncan and then brings him in as a late in? Could you hold him in that case? Then I trust him. <laughs> if, he, if Duncan's name is an emergency, then I would trust <laughs> Duncan to be there at the game. What if he's named? On the field, then would you be more cautious, more worried than if he was named uh, emergency? Uh, no, no, I'm sure he, he'll play. He'll play. I don't think there's any issue. He was very close, apparently, to playing this week. I think that yeah, I heard, I heard the same thing. He should be back. The the issue there was they were playing over in uh, WA, obviously where we are. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think they wanted to put him on a plane and it's, risk it. And you know what? That's so tough for Geelong. They have to travel to WA. It's what? Like it's not like the teams who do that every second week. Yeah, like, those poor things. The horror, <laughs> you know. Uh, so Duncan's completely off the list. I wouldn't move him on at all. So Liam Ryan's top. Billings, Duncan's bottom, and then it's Billings or Giles Langdon, hey? Yeah. I'd move Billings first. I'd move Giles Langdon first if you're talking this week. Um, Interesting. I, so we, we disagree on geez, that one. It, actually, it's tough, to be honest. I looked into... Because I'm a Billings owner. Uh, a once proud I am Billings too. owner. I am too. Um, I plan on trading him this week. I, I, I don't, because I've got other issues, and you've yeah. clearly got not as many. You're sitting 230-something. Um, 236, I believe. Uh, but I was having a look at uh, St. Kilda's run coming up. They've got the Cats, who have been a bit fancy-friendly yeah, to score yeah. against. Uh, but it's over at the Cattery, so that's that's a bit of a oh, worry really? for me. Yeah. I don't like that, then. Um, they're playing the Giants next. <laughs> what did you say? The run was good? This is bad. Man. No, no, that's what I'm saying. This, yeah. this isn't a great run for St Kilda. Um, Hawks are okay, but it's um, yeah. at the MCG away to the Hawks. So, yeah, not great. Um, playing Melbourne, uh, who have been choking some teams. teams yeah. uh, Dockers away. So, you know, that's probably where he has a chance. And that's at the new Perth Stadium. Yeah. You know, like, oh, the new stadium. Just... Yeah. I, so they want to get up for the occasion. Their next month's run, it's not that great for fantasy. I don't, I don't like him personally. Which, which means that you might be able to get rid of him now yeah. and pick him up, you know, almost 100k cheaper in yeah. a month's time. Um, for me, Jack Billings, I think he had a really slow start last year also. Mm. Um, this year, no preseason. Yeah. So, well, he did, but then he did the hammy. Um, I have him, and I already believe it was a mistake. Yeah. Um, he looked awful on the weekend against Adelaide. He's not playing as much midfield as I thought he would. Mm. And I think he probably goes at 85 for the next, for the foreseeable, like, four to six weeks. Yeah. 
which is not what you want from him. And then eventually he's gonna it's gonna switch yeah. and he's gonna go back to a hundred. As he picks up more midfield time, as he gets uh, more comfortable, you know, with that, especially with that hammy. Yeah. Um, and uh, as we said, as he starts coming to a bit better games, and you know, Saints, better opponents. Saints need to be better as well. Is the mm. other thing they've been woeful so they've far. They've been terrible. Um, it, Matt's second question is actually, uh, what is up with Billings this year? There so go, I so. think we've just answered that. Yeah. Uh, third question, he's asking, how are you enjoying your seat? <laughs> it's very comfy, to be honest. Um, uh, you've got the rubbish seat, mate. I've got the good seat here. So, yeah, if, <laughs> You know, maybe we should bring a throne in next time, because next time I'll be here, what, what will I be sitting in the rankings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Second we've, or third? We, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Can't take the bragging. Uh We've, uh, we've got a question from Nick. A couple of questions, actually. Um, he's interested to know about our fantasy games. Have we ever tried to psych people out, and what are your good tactics to do so? Oh, we've As a first so much oh, I've, I've psyched so many people out. The, the We have a key oh, I've tried, league. at least. <laughs> uh, we find with the draft, uh, if you have a draft order where you know your draft picks ahead mm-hmm. of time, and if you have a keeper league, um, which we do, there is massive mind games which goes on between like people talking up people they don't want, um, and it gets like double bluff to the point where you talk up people you want, so other people are like, oh, he doesn't want him, and oh. it's just it's just all over the place. It's, it's insanity, to be honest. And, and it, yeah, it's, it, it's probably the best part of a keeper league. It's when, my favorite. Uh, part. In the off season, uh, you've just got three months of solid mind games. Yeah, and uh, it, it's a part of every draft, to be honest. Um, his next question is: uh, He's also interested to know both of our worst fantasy losses or experiences. Uh, strange. Uh, I think he's a, trying to allude to losses to him, but we haven't had any. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a long so time. Nick, uh, Nick is is Nick is yeah talking a lot of smack for someone who's finished I think second <laughs> last and third last in the last two years. So he does that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I had I, well, I already spoke in the first part of my loss in the week, and I went down by a point. You did courtesy of Nick Floss Tone. Mm. That's up there. For, yeah, <laughs> that, that hurts the soul. Well, I mean, what hurts? Uh, one of the biggest for me was uh, drafting Taylor. Duray in like the fifth round in our initial keeper league, and that still burns. Um, I, I still wake up from nightmares about that. You should get that checked. Really, that was that was a, a significant worry. But I mean, there's too many to name. To be honest, every fantasy coach worth his medal out there has made some bad choices, and um, and you know made horrible mistakes along the way. It's some more than others. Uh, Nick would know all about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, another question. Uh, he's uh, this is from Nick as well. He's he sent in a few. Uh, I've recently picked up Luke Brown, Aish, Floston, and Stewart in a keeper league. Do you think any will pay dividends in the long run? Okay, so let's go one by one. All right, so Luke, Luke Brown, Brown no. no. He's, he's a, definitely he's a lockdown uh, small defender. I don't think he'll ever be he a He can be good scoring at every times. Every once in a while, yeah. But he's never going to be someone you're keeping at the end of the year. Yeah. So no. Um, Aish... That's James It's And it's Nathan Buckley is really worries me. I Those fringe guys, I get super worried about from Collingwood. Yes, he could become paid in He's the one who's got... He's a high draft pick. So yeah. he's a pick seven. Mm-hmm. Um, no, pick four. Pick four, he is. So, Something like that. Yeah, we went to I, I Brisbane originally. initially, actually. So uh, I got confused. Wines was seven. So yeah, that's the thing about Aish is... Yeah, I don't feel good about it. Um, but I don't mind it because the talent's there and he's a back this year. Yeah. But I wouldn't expect to keep him. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so Who else is he? Uh, he's got Floston. Again, we We've talked spoke, about Floston We've spoken so. about Floston way and, too much. Yeah. And then Stewart. Uh, which Tom Stewart. Stewart. That's yeah, be it, it must be Tom Stewart. I like, I like Tom that. Stewart. He yeah. definitely, of the four, would you have Tom Stewart as the best there? I would. I would. 
I would as well. Uh, he's not there yet, but he's the most likely to be a fantasy scorer mm-hmm. long-term. Well, we spoke last week about someone was moving into that Mackie role, and yeah, I think that's I like, Tom that's Stewart. a good comparison. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really like Tom Stewart. Me too. So that's a good pickup. Um, I'm hoping you didn't pick up James Stewart from Essendon, because that would just be a terrible decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, so for us, I think that Tom Stewart is the one that's going to pay dividends yeah, in the long run. Um, Matt's actually sent in a follow-up question as well, asking uh, which Bailey is better. God, no, skip. no, skipping that one. Uh, we, we've already had Bailey watch it. We don't want to do any more of that. Makes um, me want to drink Bailey yeah. at this rate. Yeah, God. Uh, we've got a question from uh, Jackson Connor. He's asking, can Fife get into the top eight mids this year? Uh, looks like his fantasy game could be on the increase with his form coming back. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, it's really interesting for me from Fife because he had a lot of contested possessions. And that's hard to tag against. So a lot of people say, you know, what if he cops a tag? Uh, Fife doesn't really get susceptible to a tag because when he's thrown into the middle, he um, uh, he, he gets contested possessions, yep. which is hard to fight against. And he's so good overhead yeah. as well. And like. when he plays forward, you really you can't play a tagger on him. You have to play a medium-sized defender on him yeah. because he's that good as a forward. Yeah, definitely. So I, I, He said top eight forward. Uh, yeah. Top eight mid. Correct. Top eight mid. So that he probably needs to go at about... 110 yeah. plus. Oh, he or 108, 108 plus yeah. for me. I can, uh, I can see that I can see that if he stays healthy. Yeah, I can see that happening. But, you know, and I have Nat Fife at the moment in a mm-hmm. salary cap. I have no issue with you bringing him in because he's still underpriced this week. Well, I'm going to have a check what he's at right now because he might be I, actually another one of those answers to the troll question or the billings question. I think he's just sub 700. Yeah, he is. So that's pretty cheap right now. So I have no issue with saying go out and grab Nat 5. He's priced below 100, be I believe. So yeah. or about just under. So yeah. Yeah, um, one bad game at the start against Port Adelaide over there, which, which we got a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, and then he's had two great games. But the two home. great games are in Freo wins. How many of those there will be this year? That's a different question. Yeah, so True. But they've also been at home and they've got half their games at home. So. Uh, gun to my head, uh, net five, top eight mid or not, I would say no, but I think he's very close. I'd probably yeah. say top 12, eight to 12 kind of bracket. Yeah. What about you? No, I'd say I'd probably say top 10. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes not everyone who does particularly well in their drafts has that top eight. Maybe you might have that ninth or tenth guy as yeah. a POD because in your preliminary final, for example, that POD might go slightly higher than yeah, that. Exactly. It might go 122 compared to 115 and get you the win. Totally. And the other thing is, you don't need to have all top, all eight of the top eight mids. Mm-hmm. Five is going to score, let's say, even if it's two points less than eighth. Yeah. Then who cares? Yeah. You start him every week and that's fine. You do trades on which actually matter because yeah. that's fine. True. Um, so I've got a question from Matt27. Uh, he's wondering, would it be silly to rage trade Parker after 71 to get up to Gibbs? It uh, means he's stuck with uh, Brayshaw at um, M8 uh, or Barry or Banfield, uh, but a lot of people would have those at M8. Yeah. Uh, his other mids would be Titch, Gibbs, obviously bringing him in, Dusty, Josh Kelly, Canelio, Tim Kelly, and Holman. So Gee, nice he midfield. Had, yeah, he had three rookies on the mid, uh, on his midfield, which I have at the moment. I'm not ashamed mm-hmm. to say that. Um, I'm going to be forced to play one of Brayshaw, Banfield, or um, Barry, so it'll be a real roller coaster there, yeah. choosing the right one. I, it is a big it's rage trade. It's going Parker out, considering that run you talked about in part one of the podcast. Yes. He has a good run coming up. But I understand that also because Gibbs could be 15 points better than Parker. Yeah, he really could. Um, if you've got the cash to do it... Surely you have other there, things Yeah, there's, to there's got to be other things. Like, if you have absolutely nothing to do this week, yeah. don't mind it at all. 
but if, don't use a war chest to do it. Like if no. you if you've been saving up cash for something, don't use that because Parker. Look, you got him in as a mid pricer. Yeah, he's had a couple of poor games. He hasn't really gained you the cash that you wanted yeah. to be that stepping stone. Don't give up on him just yet because he could bang out a couple of one twenties in a row. In my opinion, I think. If I was him, I don't know what he's doing with his trades, but yeah. Nick Caulfield would be more of a priority for me to get in. Or if you had like a Liam Ryan going that down to um, Asava, Asava. What, yeah. we, what we've talked about. Um, if you're already doing one of those two things and you don't want to do a double downgrade to fall too far behind the rankings, I don't mind it. Yeah, uh, It sounds like he's got a good team. But yeah, like I say, uh, you've definitely, he'd probably have to be one of your last on the docket, but if you yeah. don't have any of these other issues, I don't mind it. And you can easily go Barry or whoever down next week or yeah. pick up someone else, so True. it's not a big issue. Uh, he's got a second question, Matt, as well. Uh, he's got, first trade is uh, Liam Ryan, um, as only have Waterman as forward. Oh, so that, we should have so this we, one yeah, first. We, yeah. we really should have this. <laughs> so this one, first one came in two hours ago and the next one was one hour ago. Uh, he's planning to get Coffee or Brayshaw or Barry into Banfield. Uh, hang on. Sorry, let's see if I can get my head around this. So, yes. plan is to get Caulfield for Brayshaw, Barry, or Banfield yep. to do a downgrade slash upgrade to see what mid you can get with the money because he's got 256 Okay, so really, he's kind of... It looks like he's came up with that Gibbs idea later on yeah. and going, you know what, I really like the look mm. of Bryce Gibbs in my team. So, he's going Ryan to Waterman first up. So, yeah. that's going to make you about 50 or 60K, something mm-hmm. like that. So, he's obviously got a little bit more money. Um, and... Then if he brings Caulfield in for Brayshaw, Barry, or Banfield, that yep. leaves him with 246 Off the three, in the bank. Who would you ditch? Uh, Barry. Probably Barry. Barry. Yeah, Barry. Because he's... Uh, Job security is the worst. Yeah, and honestly, I, if he if Frampton comes in for anyone, I think it might be Barry. I don't think Frampton so. comes in, though. I could see... I would be more worried about a Carl Amon coming in or something. Yeah, that's true. But Paul, uh, they haven't lost yet, so it is hard to change a winning formula. That is true. Um, and he's also asking, Walters, McLean... Uh, is Walter or McLean? Oh, my higher? boys. They're yeah. the two I traded in last week. Uh, I would go... Assuming Walter's hand's okay, I would go him ahead of McLean. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah. Actually, I agree He plays with more midfield than McLean. Yeah. McLean was surprising the dogs... Honeychurch tag this week. John yeah. gets time. They got, you know, quite a few of those. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I would go. Yeah. Uh, we're running out of time. So, I <laughs> want to jump right into our favorite segment and completely bypass a couple of tweets which I noticed came up from Dating Advice. <laughs> the no. Dating Advice account. How bad are they? <laughs> I'm not aware are of Are you them. not aware of them? I'm not aware of the tweets this week. It seems. What, but you're aware of them me. another time. Are you, are you behind I'm, it? I'm not behind it, I swear. Well, I'm not. How sad would I be to send in tweets to myself when I'm on the podcast? <laughs> Come on, cut me well, some slack. Well, we're going to bypass the, uh, the classic <laughs> dating advice <laughs> questions yes. this week. So we're running out of time. So I want to jump right into Risk It for the Biscuit. Fantastic. Just a quick explanation for those of you who are new to the podcast. This is the game we play in a draft league and a keeper league. If you've got an important matchup coming up this week, you have a must win and you're dealing with an injury, a guy that you. You just need to get out, and you're needing someone for one particular week for this one big game. Uh, these are the guys that we think are going to go big this week and going to pay off for you. They're the ones that you need to take a risk on to get that biscuit. So um, there's a couple of rules, obviously. They've got to be under 50% owned on Ultimate Footy so that uh, most people will have access to them on their waiver wire. And we, uh, Matt and I can't have picked them up before, so we can't have used them as examples before. So... The, uh, the barrel does start to get really empty really quickly and we start to scrape rock bottom. 
Um, so what I want to do is I'll start with mine because Matt went first last week, so you're stuck with that, unfortunately. But actually, no, we should probably mention who got some points from last Let's week, to be it. honest. Let's score that. So, so I'll be the impartial judge. You, since, all right, yeah, you'll okay. be the impartial judge because... Uh, Hit me quick, yeah. All right, so mine were, uh, I think I had Zach Fisher, who got 72. That's probably not a point. That's, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, it's not a bad score from a risky, but as mm. a forward, yeah, you probably just want to crack that 75. Yeah, probably got a barrier. Tom Stewart, though, was my other guy, and he got 84. Yeah, you got. I'll pay that. I'll pay that for pretty, sure. Pretty Definitely. happy with you're, that. You're stoked if you pick up someone to get 84. Yeah, so, that's, as a defender especially. As a defender. One tick, I'm more than happy to yeah. give you for that. Yeah, cool. So I'm, I'm glad to take away that one tick. That, Do you uh, know you're on overall for the year now? I or? think that puts me up to four overall uh, for the year. Okay. So uh, Matt's actually got all the scoring for that. So <laughs> <laughs> he'll, uh, I'm sure he'll put my point in there. I'm <laughs> sure he will. Um, I know Matt last week, his were Darling, who got 60. No. And that's just not a point and not happening, unfortunately, Matt, listening at home. You should have known that. Like, yeah, that's, darling. that's really, Matt, Come on. Uh, he had a good Do you have some self-respect? <laughs> His next one was Tom Jonas from Port Adelaide, and he got 66. No wonder Matt's not here. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a very <laughs> strategic absence. He's having a cry. Um, no, so, it's, no, no, once no, again, no points for you, So I really Matt. don't have... There's not a high bar... The no, bar is set low. You really, yeah. you really don't need to do too well this week, mate, and you'll probably outperform Matt <laughs> with his latest picks. Uh, my first pick for the week is uh, forward, 8% owned on Ultimate Footy, so almost everyone should be able to go out and grab him, and that's Jakey Waterman from the West Coast Eagles. Um, I We already mentioned why we like him in the first part of the pod. We think he's uh, someone that you need to bring into your salary cap team with that negative 19 break-even. But he looks like he's playing a really fantasy-friendly role at the moment. Uh, it is that Tom Lynch lead up the ground, get those marks. You don't need to get a lot of goals to yep. get fantasy points. And the important thing for me is this week he's playing at home again where he's just scored 96, and he's playing against the Gold Coast. Yeah, really good. And that is a big bonus. Like They gave up a lot of points to Freo this week. Um, and to Freo. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the thing. So, I mean, it's... They're a different style of player, but, you know, Ed Langdon as that high half-forward role sort of got those points. I would say the best comparison is probably Cam McCarthy. And yeah, Cam and McCarthy had a great game. Yeah, he had a great so. game as well. So, um, yeah, I have no issue with saying that, yeah, he's a great pickup for this week as well. But he's at 8% ownership. He'd be available in keeper leagues. I don't mind you putting a little bit... If you've got a space on your team, grabbing him, keeping him for a few weeks, seeing what he can do with Kennedy back in the side... Yeah. And, you know, if he goes great guns, you know, he could be a keeper for you at the end of the day. All for it. Yeah. I love it. Great. That's my first pick. Who have you got, mate? For my Matt. first pick yeah. for Matt yeah. is Nicholas Caulfield, another guy we've all talked right, about. All right, all right, yeah. I like that pick so much. Of course you love it, yeah. yeah. I, I had it said it for that reason. But uh, Nick Caulfield, <laughs> when I checked earlier today, was 33%. Oh, As of now, he's 50%. So he is on the cusp. But also oh. you've got to factor in keeper leagues, a few ha- he's going to be owned in just about Correct. everyone, so Correct. that's going to um, yeah, pad the stats. I'll, I'll give you that it was I'll under, so that's yeah. all right. That's all right. Is that right, Chet? Um, so, Nick Coffield, the reason I like him, we spoke about it on the first part of the pod. St. Kilda, they suck, so the ball will be <laughs> down there a lot, but also they're playing this really slutty fantasy game style where the halfbacks are just chipping it and chipping it yep. and not realizing that you actually need to go up the ground and not just laterally all game. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic for a scorer. You would um, like him, who's playing on halfback. The other thing is, I'm confident he doesn't get dropped. He played quite well on the weekend. I think he even kicked a goal. He did. Um, it was a nice goal too. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the other thing with that is he's talented enough that I think his confidence will grow. He'll get better as the game go mm. um, as the games go on. Yeah. And I think this week uh, St Kilda are playing Geelong, who have been conceding more points than you would expect so yeah. far. And they're actually not as good as you would think, especially with Ablett um, out. So, mm. yeah, I'm pretty confident with Nick Caulfield. Yeah, let me just say, if you're in a keeper league and no one owns Nick Caulfield, you're doing it wrong. He's he's someone that uh, that you need to get into your team at some stage. Uh, but, yeah, if uh, in a redraft league, if he is still available, don't mind grabbing a bottle, particularly for this week. He's a good fifth defender, I think, and yeah. a good upside. He could. I don't think he'll be Alex Witherden this year, but he could yeah. be. Like, I, think, I think I might have thrown you off before the podcast started recording because uh, I mentioned that my next guy is at 33% ownership. Yeah. And I, I saw that you went, hang on, Caulfield's 33% owned. I think I've taken him. But no, I've got, so I've got someone different as my second pick. Um, uh, 33% ownership from the Adelaide Crows, another forward, Mitch McGovern. Oh, interesting. As my pick. And I think this first point kind of says it all for me. I, I almost don't need to make any other points after this. He is at home this week. Yep. He is playing Collingwood this week, who just conceded four goals to Casbolt. Hey, hey, hey. I, no, no, no. I, want to hear, I, I don't want to hear you backing up and trying to... I didn't even have a case there. Trying no, I gave to up support me, my Casbolt. Um, yeah, they, they will give up points. And uh, being at home as well, the crowd behind them, I think it'll be a lot of big fantasy scores. Collingwood's few tall defenders that they have will be worried about Walker and Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Lynch will be roaming up the field. I think Mitch McGovern will be the big beneficiary and kick a few goals this week. So, honestly, if I had to put a number on it, because he's just gone, what did he get this week? Um, I think he got around 93 yep. against the Saints in a big defeat, which I think this is going to be as well. They're going to win big. Um, I honestly think he could go 95 plus. There you go. Oh, yeah. Big so call, Mitch McGovern. Yeah, I, I really like him for this week. All right, well, I've gone for my second one. I've gone someone really close to your heart. Someone that I know that you'll really respect me taking. And that is Taylor Jurea. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> the man you oh. picked was at fourth or fifth round in the keeper startup. Fifth round. Don't give me a fourth round. <laughs> um, the reason I like Jurea is he's actually returned to the back line. So last yeah. year he was playing as a forward pocket for most of the year. Um, or doing odd jobs as that utility. Uh, now he's playing half back, and it's helping his scoring quite a bit, and it's giving him a consistency he didn't have before. He's gone 72, 67, and 83, which none of them are remarkable, but they're the sort of signs you want to see from someone and give you enough confidence that, oh, well, I can start this guy, and he's not going to get me a fall. Yeah, I agree. Um, last year also, he did play half back for four games, and he went 82, 68, 69, and 96. Mm-hmm. And then we also have in the past, in like 2015, if we're going way back, he has gone at 85 before. Um, oh, he do was I trust so good him? in 2015. Yeah. I remember it well. <laughs> um, do I trust him long-term? No. But yeah. I think he's a great pickup in any sort of draft league because mm-hmm. of the potential and what we've seen in the past. I said I love my lottery tickets. Yeah. And I think he may be one of them. Yeah. I, I, it's really tough because uh, at the same point, Burton could go straight back into the back line and yeah. take those points away. I think they can coexist though. Yeah, at the moment, I, I don't mind that pick at all for this week in particular. Um, I think they're going to get uh, a little bit, a uh, bit of a spanking this week, to be honest. They're playing Melbourne. Yeah. I think I think Melbourne are going to be a good team this year. Um, which I think means it'll be the, really tight. The ball is going to be in their back line a fair bit. So yeah. I think you're right. I think Taylor Duray could have a good week. And that's our risk for the biscuits for the week. So Duray. I bet Matt's, <laughs> Matt's at home. Either uh, <laughs> it's crossing his fingers or gritting his teeth. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to see <laughs> when, when the... 
the next few games are played. <laughs> like, I didn't tank it. There was there was nah. a point in time I was considering Radagulia, and I think Matt would have vomited if I had <laughs> would have tossed us. out that one. So <laughs> there we go. Well, that's the podcast for this week. Cheers for coming in, Brody. Appreciate it. Pleasure. You and uh, and to Matt at home. Uh, hopefully, we've got you back in the uh, the chair next week. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for listening, everyone. If you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you jump on and give us a rating or a review. We'd love it. Or and a comment. Yeah, yeah that'd get be great. the comments in. Yeah, for sure. Um, and any questions on Twitter, like I say, make sure you give us as much details as possible Fantastic. so we can help you out as much also, as possible. Also, um, if more people want to hear from the dating segment, I just heard oh, that's God. been one of the highly anticipated segments of the podcast. <laughs> Please send in your dating questions. I know Christian loves them himself. He's a soppy romantic at heart. And Just send in as many as possible before he turns off my mic. <laughs> and we, we plough right on. Hope you have a great round of fantasy footy coming up, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye.